Well, hello and welcome to the Todd Coconado Show here on WCF Radio. We're so thankful that you've joined The Remnant today as we're going to talk about a very important subject matter, which I think is going to help you in your walk with Jesus. Listen, I've been around for a long time in Christ, and I will tell you, I personally have been hurt many times in the church, so I get it. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I would have left a long time ago. So in today's show, we're going to talk about how to navigate through this. If you've been hurt in the church, what do you do? Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconado Show. All right. Thank you so much for being a part of today's broadcast. I think uh, we're all going to learn something today, including myself, as we talk about healing from being hurt in the church. It's one of the things that I honestly have a righteous anger about. I understand it because I've been through it. Oh, yeah. I've had people do some awful things to me over the years in the name of being a Christian. You think I don't know it? Oh, I wouldn't even be here today if I didn't have a serious connection with the Lord myself because man has let me down. Man has done so many things. They backstabbed me. They've accused me. they've, They've shunned me. Uh, they've abused me. They've manipulated me. How many of you know what I'm saying? I've seen pastors fall. I've seen people in, in ministry fall. I've seen them be corrupt. I've seen them abuse people physically. I've seen them uh, overreach in so many different areas. Oh, yeah, it happens. And we hear the stories, and they're awful. So what do we do? Do we just walk away from the church? Do we just give up on everybody? Is everybody bad? Do we start growing bitter in our heart? Well, listen, if you have grown angry or bitter, I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I'm just trying to help you walk through this because I also deal with that same reaction. I'm like you. I'm not against you, but I am a pastor. Now, sometimes being a pastor, you can have, it's like a dirty label because people have been hurt by pastors. And so they see you as a pastor and they think, oh my gosh, he's like them. No, I'm not like them because we're not all the same. There are real pastors, by the way. There are real shepherds. There are real people like the Bible talks about in the fivefold ministry giftings. And so we can't just walk away from the church completely because of a few bad apples or a few bad experiences because God says, do not forsake the assembly together of the brethren. He also says that the enemy is the one that sows the discord. And these people that may have hurt you, they were probably under the uh, you know, the, the, the unction of the enemy, not the unction of the spirit. They, they, they had given to some type of corruption or uh, something along the way that opened a door in their own walk to where they became deceived or they basically made excuses for the horrible behavior and the anti-God behavior that they were walking in in the name of saying that they were a preacher or they were a Christian. And so they, they got off course. And maybe they started off well. In fact, a lot of times, a lot of these people start off well. But they had an open door somewhere, and they allowed that to become a hindrance so much that that open door became a flood in their life, and they got off track, and they got deceived, and somehow it led up to them hurting you. And so I want to, before we get anywhere in this broadcast today, I want to repent to you as a pastor on behalf of other pastors and ministry leaders and people in the church that have hurt you. It was never meant to happen. It should have never happened. It was a wrong thing, and you should not have been hurt that way. And that was an assignment of the enemy on your life. 
It was meant to take you down. It was meant to distract you. It was meant to get you off of your calling. It was meant to hurt you. And in some cases it did. In some cases it did. But maybe that's why you're listening to this today. Because see, a long time ago, I had to make a decision. If you know my testimony, you'll know I was stabbed nine times, one in the heart. I went in the presence of the Lord and the Lord said, you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to be sold out for me and you got to let others know that I'm real. You got to be on fire for me for the rest of your life, Pastor Todd. That's what basically what the Lord said. He didn't say Pastor Todd, but he said, Todd, he said, you got to be on fire for me for the rest of your life. I said, yes, Lord. Like Isaiah chapter six, you know, when he was standing in the presence of the Lord, he said, I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. And all he could do after that experience in the presence of God is say, send me, I'll go, send me. And, and so that, that was my experience after I got stabbed nine times. So here I am coming from the world, coming from Hollywood, coming from a, a lifestyle of sin, you know, where I partied and I was totally caught up in the world, living like a young Hollywood actor and, and being out there just partying my, every single night, my life, my life away. That was my church. The club was my church. And those people that I hung around, those were, that was my, my life. That was my social structure. It was young Hollywood. It was those people. So I wasn't in church. So when I got radically saved after being, you know, stabbed nine times, going in the presence of God, you know, and, and, and my testimony is a little bit longer than that, but you can find it online. And so when that all happened, okay, you have to understand something. I came into a church where there was people that were on fire for God, but there was a lot of people that weren't. There was a lot of people that are operating in religion. And I was in, you know, a church at that time where there was good people and there was bad people and there was people that were manipulating. There's people that were taking advantage. All of it, just like many of you have experienced. And I've seen people do corrupt things. And, and so I came from the world and all of a sudden I'm in the church and I'm thinking everybody's supposed to be good and kind and Christian. And I found out that there's wolves in the church and there's people that were manipulating against me and that didn't like me. They didn't like the way I looked. They didn't like my testimony. They didn't like that I was on fire. There was all different types of things they didn't like about me. And I couldn't believe that this was happening because I said, my goodness, in the world, people treated me nicer than some of these people in the church. You know, some people that I knew that were total partiers were, were kind and, and loved me and had my back and were my roll dog. And then here I am in the church and who are these people? Why are these people so mean to me? But yet I knew God was real because I had the experience in the presence of God. So this is what I'm trying to say to you today is, is that we've got to have a, a, an aha moment where it's not about the broken people. If you go to any church anywhere, there's going to be broken people. Churches are hospitals. I mean, it's an intersection of every single walk of life. You got doctors and lawyers and you got, you got clean, you know, uh, housekeepers and, and, and construction workers. And you got people that were molested and you got people that were abandoned and you got people that are coming out of a divorce and you got people that are sick and all walks of life coming together in one place. There's really not a lot of places in our society where, where that happens, but that happens at a church. So, of course, there's going to be broken people. There's going to be wounded people that are calling themselves Christians. They may even be Christians, but maybe they have areas of open doors or areas where they haven't been healed, and so they manifest or they lash out in their brokenness against you or they get jealous or envious or all the different things, the anti-fruits that the Bible talks about in the church. So here's where, where the Lord showed me right off the bat when this was happening to me when I first went in the church, and I had a hard time, by the way, finding Christian friends. Oh, yeah. I came from the world. I was super popular in the world. I had a bunch of friends in Hollywood. I would get pulled to the front of the line. I mean, you know, VIP, all this stuff. I go into the church. I'm like a, like a leper, you know, I, it's just like two or three years before I could find some real good friends in the church. People didn't like me. They, they, they were, I don't know. They didn't like the way I dressed. They, you know, so 
Trust me, I get it. And and over the years, I've seen so much stuff. I've seen so, I'm still seeing so much stuff. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed by the corruption. I feel overwhelmed by the manipulation. I feel overwhelmed by all the bad stuff that people do. But again, here here's the, the conclusion that I came to. Man will always let you down, but God won't let you down. And we go to church to be obedient to what the scripture says, not to forsake the assembly and gather the brethren and to exhort one another and to be the change and to be the light and to be the people that we would like others to be. That's the golden rule, isn't it? Golden rule, isn't it? It's, it's to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Isn't that what the Bible talks about? I mean, so I get it. You've been hurt, friend. And I get it. You're like, I'm so done with the church. But everybody's not bad, though. And I want to just walk you through some healing today. Because I believe God wants to heal what happened to you. You may have gone to a church where they were out of order. You may have gone to a church where they, they were not really doing what the Bible says. They weren't real Christians. Maybe they were, they were masquerading as Christians. Maybe they were wolves. Maybe they were real Christians, but they just did something stupid. You know, there's all different types of scenarios and situations that happen. The enemy is constantly looking to discourage us because at the end of the day, it's about our soul. And his job is to get us so disenfranchised and so isolated and so bitter and so angry that we're not connected to anybody. And he's hoping that he can spiral us out of control so that we don't have a real relationship with God. Okay, so there's some of you that say, look, I have a real relationship with God. I have a great relationship with God, but I can't find a church. Listen, if anybody understands that, I do. That's why we do the online broadcast. Now, do I have everything figured out? No. I mean, is there some areas in my life where I probably could still improve? Of course, it's going to be like that, like that till the day I die. Okay, but I try. I actually do care about you. And that's what I do. I do my very, very best to be a good Christian, a good pastor, and a good person. Because I really love the Lord. And I love you, by the way. I have a huge heart for people. That's why I do the things that I do. I have a huge heart for people. But there's this other side of it, too, where people are so angry and so bitter, and they just feel like the whole church is bad and that's it. There's no good people. And you know, everybody, I can't trust anybody. Let me explain something to you. If that's how you feel, and I love you, if that's how you feel, that's brokenness too. You're wounded. You're hurt. You've been hurt. And I want to walk you through today the fact that you can, you can get healing on this. You can get healing on this. You don't have to carry those baggage with you anymore. You can get healing today. You got to sometimes just lay it down before the Lord. You think he didn't see what happened to you? Oh, he saw it. He knows everything. Those, those people that did what they did to you, they're going to have to stand before the Lord one day. And if they don't repent, they're going to be held accountable for what they did to you. God knows and sees all. He's a righteous, just judge. He sees it all. So if they did you dirty, you better believe they're going to have to answer to God. I wouldn't want to be them. I wouldn't want to be them unless they repent because they're going to have to answer for what they did. But that doesn't mean the whole church is bad. That doesn't mean everybody's bad in, in the church. You don't have to walk away from the entirety of the body of Christ because the body of Christ is the ecclesia. The body of Christ is who Christ is coming back for. If you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus, then you are part of the body. And so even though I can sit here and say certain things about the body, at the end of the day, I don't want to be too critical of the body because I'm part of the body. But what I want to do is say, look, not everybody's bad. Not everybody is like those people. And so the, the key is, is that we have to, forgive not for them but for you because if you hold that bitterness and you hold that unforgiveness about what was done to you then you know what it's gonna it's gonna metastasize it's gonna turn into sickness it's gonna turn into 
to, to bitterness, to sickness, to anger. It's going to keep you isolated. That's exactly the plan of the enemy. Don't give in to his plan. When you forgive, what you're doing is you're releasing it to the Lord. You're releasing and you're walking away and you're saying, Lord, this is not my battle to fight. This is yours. He goes before us, by the way. He is the potter. We're the clay. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The gates of hell will not prevail against you. God is going to fix this situation. Look, have I had people that have tried to destroy this ministry? You better believe it. Oh, yeah. People that I never thought would. Manipulating. Angry. Bitter. I mean, ruthless. And I just think, wow. How can that person? I thought that person was a Christian. How did that happen? But you know what? Every single time the Lord steps in. He is my defense. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And the thing is, is that if I, as long as my heart's in the right place, and as long as I'm not doing something that grieves the Lord, that I need to repent of, as long as I stay focused, they can't take this ministry away. You know why? Because it's not theirs, and it's not mine. It's God's. That's right. Only God can take it away. He gives and takes away. He orders our steps. And I think the problem here is that people forget that, and we think we need to be the enforcer. Now, here's the thing. If somebody's done something illegal to you, then you should report it, okay? If they've done something illegal to you, then you should report it. But here's the thing about that, okay? You still, you still got to pray about it because, it, you know, if, if it's not something that you can prove, it's going to be hard, and you might have to walk through like a whole long season of court and all different types of things, so be prepared for that, Okay? And sometimes, by the way, okay, let's get into the second thing. Okay, so if it is illegal, I do say yes, you should report. You should. But again, remember that it's not always going to be cut and dry. And sometimes, you know, nothing might come out of it or sometimes it might back, you know, it might actually bite you. I mean, especially if you've done something. So be careful because you might open a can of worms. Okay, if, you, if, you're, if your house is, is not exactly spotty clean and you start doing that to other people, you better believe that they're going to look for your stuff too. And it could become a public, really, really bad thing for you. So just, you know, think about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, I mean, if somebody did something really bad, really, you know, illegal, by all means, you have the right to report it, okay? But here's the other part of this, okay? People say, well, you know, aren't we supposed to expose people? Sometimes. Pick and choose your battles. Do I know a lot of stuff about a lot of people that I keep to myself? Oh, yeah. Do I know a lot of illegal stuff that I've seen over the years that pastors and people do? Probably some, probably some. Have I reported everything? Probably not because honestly, it would be so much. And honestly, I have to pick and choose my battles. I have to pick and choose my battles because otherwise I'd be, it's overwhelming. There's so much. There's so much corruption. There's so much stuff. So I could be overwhelmed too, but I have to pick and choose my battles. Is that my battle to fight? Is the Lord calling me to fight that battle? Is the Lord calling me specifically to fight that battle? And here's the thing. If you do expose, by the way, first you should go to the person and, uh, and you know, see what you can do there. And if they, if they shun you or they ignore you or they don't want to talk to you or anything like that, well, you know, that's a different story. But it is, it is proper for you to go to the person if you can. Okay. But if you, if you start saying, I'm going to publicly expose, here's the thing. I've done this, by the way. If you publicly expose, people may call you the accuser. They, even though you may be on the right side, it may, it may, they may demonize you. They may come against you very publicly back. And I'm just saying, it, sometimes even though if you're on the, on the right side of things, there's going to be people that think you're on the wrong side of things. So you just got to take all these things into account. 
Okay, and so some people just feel like it's their whole life's mission to just speak bad about the church. What good does that do? Is that for the edification of the saints? Does that help anybody really? And is it really the whole church that's bad or is it the people that have hurt you? Think about that. Maybe you just had a a sequence of events that occurred because the enemy had an assignment on your life. And so there was a sequence of events that that occurred, a sequence of events, excuse me. And and so, you know, because of that, that's your experience. So you're looking at things through the lens of your experience because everybody does. And so if you've had a good experience, then you'll have a good feeling about things. If you have a bad experience, then you're going to have a bad feeling about things. Everybody looks through the lens of their experiences. But the challenge is we have to look outside of that sometimes and see it from different perspectives. And by the way, not everybody is bad. Not everybody in the church is a fraud. Not everybody's out there for their own platform just to make themselves look good. And I know there's people that do it. I know there's people that are doing all kinds of stuff, deceiving the saints, all this stuff. I get it. But again, here's the thing about that. God sees and knows all. You better believe in time that's all going to come out. Everything that's been done in darkness is going to be brought to the light. So what, I'm, what I would suggest you do, okay, first of all, you got to pray. You know, you got to forgive. Lord, give me the strength to forgive. Listen, I was stabbed nine times, okay? I had to forgive the guy that stabbed me. I know how hard it is to forgive sometimes, okay? I had to forgive the doctors that, that did the wrong type of treatment to my brother who's now special needs. Oh, there's many things in my life I could share about my parents and their marriage and what, what happened in the church when people were counseling them. I saw a lot. I saw so much over the years. So I could be real bitter. But you know what? I've learned to lay that down because that was the assignment of the enemy. And I had to find the peace that passes understanding. And so get into the word of God, seek wise counsel, find people that actually are real believers, move on from your hurt, move on from that. It's a new season for you. You don't have to carry that bitterness with you anymore. You don't have to carry those hurt feelings with you anymore. You don't have to carry the anger. Those people are going to get theirs. You better believe it. There's no one that is going to do it better than God. You couldn't do it better than God. Listen, when I got stabbed, people told me, you know, I have an Italian family from New York. (laughs) I ain't kidding. Uh, Italian family from New York. Trust me, there's some cousins out there that said, listen, we're going to come out and take care of that person that did that to you. You don't even need to do anything. You just tell us where they're at. And that was real tempting for me. Like, yeah, that made a lot of sense. Like, hey, yeah, actually, let me do that. But you know what I realized is that if I do that, I'm just as bad as that person. I'm seeking my own revenge and I'm not letting God handle it. And so it was one of the hardest things, but very freeing for me. By the way, I'm no better than you. I, got, I, I make mistakes just like you do. But the thing was is that I knew that I needed to forgive that person. And let me tell you something. When I forgave that person, it didn't do anything to him. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe it did do something to him. But you know what it did, it did is it freed me. And all of a sudden, I had the blessing and the favor of the Lord on me. Because I was obedient to what the Lord says in his word. He says we're to forgive. He says we're to love even our enemies. We're to pray for them. We're to, we're to turn the cheek. It doesn't mean that we don't flip the table sometimes, by the way. There's a time for that. Okay? There's a time to go to war. There's a time for peace. But no matter what, we got we to gotta walk upright ourselves. We don't want to be part of the problem. We don't want to be like the people that hurt us. If we're sitting here saying all these people aren't real Christians, but then we're not being real Christians, well, then are we any better than them? No. 
And if we're walking around hurt, that then we allow it to become bitterness. And pretty soon we lash out in our brokenness and bitterness and we've become part of the problem. And so what I would say today is let's find a place where we can forgive and we can forget and we can move forward. You say, well, I'm not going to forget. Okay, you know what? Then don't forget, but forgive and move forward. But here's the thing. You got to lay it down. I have counseled so many people over the years. I've talked to so many people that have been molested. I've talked to so many people that have been abused. And one of the challenges is when something that horrific happens to you, it's finding that forgiveness and ability, which you can only do in the Holy Spirit and having the strength of God, is the ability to move forward in Christ and not let that define who you are. Yes, it was a bad thing that happened, but it doesn't define who you are. You may have been hurt in the church, but it doesn't define who you are. And God does have good things for you. And there are real people out there that actually care. And there are real believers. And there are real pastors. And there are real shepherds. And not everybody is the bad guy. So how do we trust again? Well, I'm going to tell you, that's exactly what God said to me at one point. He said, Todd, you got to trust again. I had built walls up because of all the things I saw. I had, I had, I had literally closed myself in with walls all around me because of everything. And that, that wasn't helping me. That was actually hurting me. I became isolated. I became angry. I became bitter. And what it started doing was it was affecting my walk. Now, some of you say, well, I have a great walk, but I'm just not going back to the church. Okay. So how can you do that when you're part of the body? How is that possible? You have to be connected. You have to have fellowship. You have to. I mean, it's part of the body. Otherwise, you're disconnected from the body. You're disconnected from the bride. Doesn't mean you got to hang out with the people that hurt you. Doesn't mean you got to hang out with the people that burned you. Doesn't mean you got to hang out with the people that backstabbed you or manipulated you. But there's a lot of people in the world. And there's a lot of churches. And there's a lot of people that are, that are meeting, even in home groups and Bible studies. Find your tribe. Find your tribe. If you're in a place right now where you're in a place now where they're manipulating, they're, they're mean-spirited, they're, they, don't, they don't see the value in you, they're, they're not mentoring you or helping you or equipping you, they're just hurting you, you're allowed to leave, by the way. You're allowed to leave and find your tribe. You don't have to stay in that place, that abuse. You don't have to stay in an abusive relationship. But see, some people are just so angry, they stay in their place and they're just bitter and angry and, and yet they stay there and they take it more and more and keep living the same nightmare over and over again. You don't have to do that. Find your tribe, forgive them, bless them. You don't always have to expose everything because God will expose for you. He will defend you. Now, again, people are going to go back to what I said about if they did something illegal. Look, I'm just telling you, I've seen a lot of cases. I've seen a lot of things. I've been pastoring for over 20 years, and I've seen people that have come out and, and come against uh, you know, the person that did something to them. And I do think that if somebody did something illegal, that you should uh, do something. But you know, sometimes it's just not, it's not God's plan because what he's going to do is, is far worse than what the police or the, you know, w- 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 would happen. So it, you have to pray about it. You have to pray about it. But the biggest thing that you can do today, instead of looking for revenge, because again, the Lord is going to be your defense and he's going to get the worst revenge than any, but trust me, they're going to spend eternity in hell unless they repent. That's pretty big revenge, if you ask me. But you got to remember, nothing is unseen from God. He sees every situation. He knows what happened to you. 
and he loves you and he wants you to bask in his love and his glory. He wants you to go deeper in this season. Don't make it about that stupid person. Yes, I said it. The stupid person that hurts you or, or, or offended you or, or backstabbed you or came against you or did whatever they did to you. That person, you know what? Forgive them and move on. If you do that, if you're able to do that, to forgive and to move on, you're going to be blessed. You're, God has a plan. He says his plan is hope and a future for you. He says his promise is yes and amen for you. That's what he says. He's got a good plan for you. I don't, you know, the world's going crazy. Sure. All kinds of injustice, all kinds of horrible things happening. We know it. We see it. We could focus on those things or we could do what the Bible says. Focus on what's pure, what's holy, what's righteous. Be about the business of the king and the blessing and the favor and the anointing comes upon your life. How is it that some of these people that were in the worst situations ever in their life, but they looked and they said, I'm going to look at the glass half full instead of the glass half empty. I'm going to be victorious instead of a victim. I am not going to walk in a victim mentality anymore because that's what the devil wants to label you, a victim. So that that's it. You got to stay in that victimhood. And that's all you talk about is just what happened to you? What happened to you? Listen, a lot of things happen to a lot of people. You're not alone. And I'm just saying you can move beyond whatever it was that happened to you and you could walk in full victory in your life and you could be an overcomer and you could press ahead in victory and you can change this world for the kingdom of God. You can be a history maker or you can stay in the place of bitterness. So listen, let me pray for you today, okay? Somebody needed to hear this today. All I'm saying is not everybody is part of that bad group. There are good people out there. Ask the Lord for the love of Christ. Ask him for the forgiveness. Ask him for the peace that passes understanding. The Lord wants to give it to you today. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, that you're moving on our behalf today. We thank you that, Lord, you heal the brokenhearted. You heal the wounds. You heal the discouragement. Lord God, you've got a good plan. It's a righteous plan. It's a powerful plan. And we just thank you for what you're going to do in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit right now. Touch this person, Lord. Touch them today. Bless them. Let them see from the lens of your spirit. Let them see the future that you have for them. Let them see the plans that you have, plans to prosper them, plans for hope in a future. Your promise is yes and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give them praise right now wherever you are. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. I worship you. I give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the praise. I'm an overcomer in Jesus. And not everybody out there is bad. Hallelujah. Did you get something from this today? I hope you did. Listen, Rome wasn't built in a day, but you got to start somewhere, okay? It starts with forgiveness. It starts with going deeper with the Lord. We love you and we bless you. We'll see you next week.